Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 340 in session number 104 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single Friday. And you guys know I love this time of the week because I get to listen to your questions. Let me remind you guys, if you have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming show, just head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. You can ask a question. Now, guys, I just want to give you guys a little bit of an announcement, but also just give you a little bit of what's been going on in my world. Uh, You guys probably know, if you're a longtime listener, that my daughter, my older daughter, my oldest daughter, is getting married in July of this year. Yeah, that's right. My oldest daughter is getting married. She's 21, going to be 22 in uh, in July, so she'll be getting married at 22, and I got married when I was 21, so there's not much I can really say other than, hey, you know, I think she's going to do great, and uh, you know, I wish them the best of luck, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I got married when I was 21, so I, I mean, if you're in love and, you know, you think that that's the right person for you, then go for it. I think that's uh, that should be the mindset and that should be the attitude. So we're excited. We're happy for her. But uh, my wife this past weekend uh, flew out to New York and uh, I was by myself this weekend with my son, though, my 18-year-old son, and they went out for a bridal shower that my wife put on in upstate New York, and that's where we're originally from. And uh, you know, I had an awesome weekend spending with my uh, with my son, who's 18, uh, which is really cool. Him and I had a really good conversation over lunch one day, and we were talking about me getting married early and having kids early, and how that's allowed me to kind of still be cool <laughs> because, you know, I'm, I'm 44. That's my current age of the time of recording this and he's 18. So, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of with it. I mean, you know, I'm still working out with him. I mean, we went to the, the, the Y, we went to the gym, we worked out, uh, we played, uh, we well, actually, we, we bowled a few games, uh, which we haven't bowled in a long time. Uh, and we just had a really, really good time just hanging out and just talking about life, his future and all that stuff. So I just want to remind you guys, It's all about lifestyle, like for me anyway, and it depends on what you're doing this for, but I always go back to and I'm always reminding people, like, figure out your why. What is the reason you are doing all of this? There's got to be a reason. It's not just the money, and I was telling that to my son. I'm like, yeah, you can put a target out there as, as, you know, how much money you want to make as like a trophy, I guess, but in the end, what is it that you want to do? Like, what does that life look like for you? And, uh, and it was great because, you know, he had a lot of, a lot of the things that I had taught him growing up that's really been instilled in him that he wants a similar lifestyle that I have, that being able to coach his kids and being able to be at all of those different events that I was, you know, able to be at. And I know how it is to not have, you know, my father at all of my events and no fault of his. I mean, he was working three jobs to support our family. And a lot of people out there are in that daily grind. So again, it just comes down to the lifestyle that you want to create is really what you have to do is create that plan to go out there and then get that, you know, go out there and figure out a way. And that's what, you know, to me, online business can do for any of us is really create that lifestyle. So I just kind of wanted to remind you of that. If you're struggling with maybe this business model or other business models that you're playing with, whatever it is, try to stay focused and give yourself that runway. Give yourself a time to really focus on that one thing and then go after it. Create that plan. Like I said, it's all about creating the plan and then going out there and attacking it um, and, and really going at it like 
This is what you really want in life, so you're going to work your butt off and figure out a way to make it happen. Whether it's time, maybe you don't have time right now. Well, figure out a way to get time, right, or to to use some of the time that you currently have that uh, you think you don't have enough time. And I always go back to the story when I was first married, when I was, you know, a a contractor, I was still working 60 plus hours a week and building my house on the side. I built a house from scratch on the side, like at nights when I got out of work, you know, I'd work till six, seven o'clock, I'd go and I would build that house and, and put in the work. And then, uh, you know, and it's kind of like once you start something, you kind of have to finish it, especially a house. Um, and I fit, I finished that in 11 months and it's something that I look back and go, holy crap, like how did I do that? But I just, I had one thing in mind and I had to do it. Right. And my why was I wanted to create a home for my family to live in that I actually built. And, um, and I, I did that. So again, guys, we can do anything we want out there, but we have to figure out how to make it happen. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and uh, and use this whole episode as a lesson about creating your why. I've already done that, but I just wanted to remind you of that. And I, I was reminded of how lucky I am this past weekend when I was able to spend some really good quality time with my son and and kind of listen to, to where he's going in life and where he wants to go and, and all of that stuff. It just really reminded me that it's up to us as individuals to go out there and get what we want in life and make the lifestyle that we want to live. Remember, you have one life to live, right? So isn't that a isn't that a soap opera? I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember soap operas. Wasn't it Days of Our Lives and One Life to Live and General Hospital? Uh, you, you guys remember those? Uh, I remember watching some of those as a kid with my mother. Uh, oh, that's funny going back anyway. All right. So we're going to get rocking and rolling here. I did have another announcement. If you guys are, uh, if you guys are interested in learning about sponsored product ads, we just did a complete week long training on that totally free. It's still free. We recorded everything. We did Facebook lives. We did a lot of Q and a, um, you can find all of those resources by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC, okay? So that's theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC, and uh, we just dug into sponsor product ads, all of the ins, all of the outs, and again, I'm not an expert, so I went out there and found experts and really drilled into understanding how this works because it is very important to understand this because... When you're launching a product or whether you have a product that's a slow mover or maybe you just want to start getting some additional sales or maybe you want to start ranking for keywords, like this is it. Like you, if there's one thing that I would say that you should try to master, it's that. And I think it's always going to be changing. It's not something you're going to set and forget, but it is something that you can learn and you can get better with over time and you can always always be testing things, which is really cool. So if you guys are interested in checking out that free training, definitely go check out that resource that we've created for you. And we're going to be creating more free training training and we're possibly even going to maybe by the time you listen to this there's going to also be a private Facebook group for just sponsored product ads so if you want more information on that definitely check out that resource at theamazingseller.com forward slash ppc and the last thing I want to do is give a shout out to one of our Facebook TASers one of our peeps I wanted to give a little shout out a little screenshot that they posted of what their journey has been looking like lately and and kind of like what they've done through this process and it's Ollie Weston so Ollie if you're listening I just want to say congratulations and I wanted to give you an official shout out and this is what Ollie had to say he said I've been selling on Amazon for a number of years now. It's, it is only after joining this group 
that now my sales are really really starting to climb thanks to the help and inspiration from Scott Volker and the other members of this group. My sales are nothing compared to some sellers on this group, but for me, they have improved a lot from this time last year. So thanks for all the inspiration. And for anyone starting out, you can get there. And he put uh, an actual screenshot there, 25 units that day that he took it. And he also had his sales for the day, which was over, it's it's in pounds, but it was uh, basically, I did a little calculation it's over $400 and then also for the month it was over uh, 20,000 which is pretty awesome so I just want to say congratulations and uh, keep rocking and rolling and if you guys are not tied into our Facebook group our TAS group definitely get over there and uh, again just get yourself involved over there and learn from other people people. Uh, that resource, again, I'm not going to give you the link. I've given you too many links now. Just go to the show notes page. It'll be there and uh, you'll be able to, to have access to that group once you're approved. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, get rocking and rolling here. Let's listen to today's first question and I will do my best to give you a good answer. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, let's kick this baby off. What do you say? Hey, Scott, this is Dan calling from Northern New Jersey. I love the podcast and all that you do, so thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, my question is regarding having materials made up for our products, such as uh, instruction manuals or ebooks, so that we can include them uh, to the buyer for each package. Now, I've noticed that some of the products I've purchased on Amazon uh, come with either a nice instruction flyer or some sort of booklet, and I uh, was wondering if you had any recommendations or resources that we can use to do the same for our customers. Um, for example, let's say you have a, a fitness product and you need to show users the different ways that they can use a product, where would you go to find people to pose for pictures, uh, people to take pictures, and also people to put together um, everything in a package and provide a customer either a physical format, like a, a book or an ebook. Or let's say you have a new kitchen gadget. You know, Where do you go to find people who are willing to be in the pictures and also maybe find a nice setting that you can take the pictures in so that they can be used in either a uh, the listing itself or, as I mentioned, uh, included as some sort of booklet or, or a pamphlet with the product. So hope that wasn't too long. Thanks again, Scott. Appreciate everything you do. Hey, Dan, thank you so much for the question from New Jersey. What's going on, man? I am from upstate New York originally, so we're kind of neighbors in a sense. I've probably passed through your neck of the woods going to a Giants game. Not sure if you're a Giants fan or a Patriots fan or a Jets fan, but hopefully a Giants fan. And if not, we're still friends. It's okay. I'm I'm okay with that. I won't hold that, hold that against you. Uh, all right. So let me just answer your question. First off, again, let me just say thank you for being a listener. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you submitting a question. Um, this is a great question because I think having some printed material with your uh, with your product uh, will definitely make it a better experience for the customer. Now, not every product is going to lend itself to having printed material, but I think a lot of it will. And it's funny, every time that I that I receive a new product myself just from buying stuff, like I literally just bought a mat for underneath, like right now I'm standing. Um, this is, I should have probably mentioned that. This is like my first recording, I believe, with the podcast that I'm standing. I'm standing right now with a new desk that I have that's a stand-up desk, and uh, and I'm on a mat, and uh, 
it really feels good to be standing up because I, you know, before I was always sitting and I just project better, but I also feel better. The back's better, all that fun stuff. But anyway, back to the topic here. So I'm always tearing open the boxes or taking them apart carefully. And I'm looking and seeing like, what do they put in there that is really good from some of these major brands? You know, uh, I just bought, uh, well, I'm actually using them today. I bought the, uh, the beats. Uh, they're not the, the, they're, they're the wireless ones, the Bluetooth ones. And they're supposed to be more for just everyday listening, not for like necessarily like listening to like really bassy music and stuff. Um, so it's, I, th- I believe they're the beats X. My son helped me pick them out this weekend. Uh, but I like them cause they are wireless. They fit right around your neck, whatever. Right. But I took the packaging apart and him and I were both going through it. Cause he knows, again, I always talk to him about this stuff. So we were looking at the packaging and we were looking at how things were placed and the printed material and like all of that stuff. So I think If anyone is thinking about like packaging or anything like that, like pay attention to what you're receiving when you buy something. Uh, Again, like marketing material, like look at their marketing material, look and see how they are leading you back to maybe their website or maybe they're leading you back to a resource. Um, I bought a a lens for my for my uh, phone not that long ago and they had it where you could go and post your pictures that you created with that lens to create that experience. So there's ways that we can take that printed material and then just give them a better experience. And that's really important because then you can get better reviews and feedback and then people start buying into your brand and all that stuff. I know that doesn't have anything to do with your question of where do you get this stuff created? And I'm going to kind of get there. One place is 99designs, but you are going to have to give them what you want. So if you don't have someone that uh, can write this stuff for you, then you're going to have to hire someone to do that. And that would be someone like even an influencer in your space that's, that's uh, you know, maybe selling the kitchen gadgets. You would hire them to do like a major review on it where they would write a whole bunch of stuff and then you can have an editor pull that stuff out and then create, you know, that guide uh, of how to use it. I think probably most of us could could write a really rough draft and then have an editor kind of make it, you know, make it clean and make it, you know, where it's more polished. Uh, if you don't have any skills on that, then you are going to have to hire someone. Now, a graphic designer isn't necessarily going to create the written stuff as far as like the creative, right? They're going to just take it, and make it look pretty. So if what you're asking is like, where do you get like an ebook? written. I've always used iWriter.com in the past and I've had good luck with them. They have some uh, different levels to their packages. I always go with the top because I'm willing to spend more to get better quality, especially if it's something that's going to be printed and used over and over and over again. The other thing is, is uh, your photographer, okay, again, we're talking a little bit about like packaging and all that stuff, like you asked like, where do you get that stuff, like where do you get the pictures taken to put in those brochures, a lot of times a photographer has resources to hook you up with a location shoot, right, maybe it's someone that they know that has a really nice gourmet kitchen, and then they reach out to them, they rent their kitchen for a day or for two hours. And then you go in there and you do your shots and they do the setup. Yes, it's going to cost you money, okay? Any of this stuff that you want to do a little bit more high end, high quality is going to cost you more money. But, you know, my my good friend Jared, who I had on the show, he spends up to $1,500 to have photos taken of his, of his products. Now, again, that sounds like a lot of money, 
but he does like five different products in that photo shoot. So he's technically getting five product shots of, I think about eight to 10 each with lifestyle, with actual models coming in, um, you know, location shoots, like all of that stuff for 1500 bucks. Now, again, to a lot of people, that's a lot of money, but if you can find a really good photographer locally, Generally, I mean, three to five hundred dollars for a day's worth of of uh, shooting and maybe even editing is is probably about the going rate. And again, if you want to invest in your product material, it's definitely worth it. And he really swears by it, and I do as well. That I mean, that product image or images is going to help sell that product. It's like the closest thing for them or, or to them coming in your store and actually seeing the item and and feeling it and touching it and having really clean photography. And you know, they are able to create what we call in the photography world like a shallow depth of field where the background is kind of out of focus, but the the product is really crisp and clean. You've probably seen that. Maybe you don't even you're not even aware that you've seen that but that's more of a of a professional look and a lot of these photographers know how to do that so photography's big finding someone that can write really good about your product but I would just come up with your bullet points and then have someone create uh, maybe a better version of your bullet points to really elaborate on that uh, because that way there it can you know again make it just sound more professional but again if you want someone to write a guide to help them, well, again, you should have like those five things that you know that your customer is going to need to do to use this thing, right? And then from there, again, you can hire someone to do that. You can hire someone at um, uh, Upwork. That's basically a, a a marketplace for freelancers, and you can find people there that can write. You could go to Fiverr. You're probably going to have to do a lot more digging in Fiverr than uh, than you would at Upwork because you can kind of see their credentials, and then you can you can even hire them. Uh, as even just doing like a test product and or a project, and then from there you can hire them to do the full fledged, uh, you know, the flyers. Um, or again, if if you have your content that you want done in these in these guides and stuff, you can go to Ninety Nine Designs. Now, Ninety Nine Designs is going to cost you probably for something like that, probably anywhere from three hundred to a thousand dollars, depending. Because again, you're having them do more than just a logo or more than just like one side. You're going to have them do like pages. Um, So that could add up. So again, those are some resources. Maybe reach out locally. Maybe there's someone that's in uh, in your network right now that you know of that is a graphic designer or maybe some type of designer or maybe a photographer. Maybe you have a friend that knows a photographer or a designer. Um, I always like to try to find people, if I can, locally so that way there you can have lunch with them or a coffee with them and you can talk about what your project and then they can work on it and then you can kind of go back and forth. But if you don't have that resource, you can always, like I said, go to 99designs, you can go to Fiverr, you can go to Upwork. There's a lot of different resources. If you want someone to write an ebook, that's all about maybe, like you said, maybe you are selling a kitchen uh, device and you want to have someone write a cookbook, you could go to iWriter and say, I want a cookbook written with 25 recipes of X, um, you know, desserts or something like that. And then they're going to do the research. And then they also have things there where they'll have, um, so this way here, they're not just plagiarizing. They're not copying. There's actually a filter that gets run through that will allow you pretty accurately from what I understand to where it will say, I think it's called copyscape where it will run it through so they can see if there's anything out there that they find that's been, um, you know, that's been 
plagiarized because <laughs> we don't want that either. And then also once it's done, you own it and, and all of that stuff. So that's what I would say. I would try to do as much as I could roughly and then hand it off to an editor if I could do that. And then as far as imagery goes, as far as images and all that stuff, photographer, graphic designer, you can find those either locally or you can find those on, like I said, 99designs, Fiverr, or Upwork. So hopefully this has been helpful. Uh, I know it was a lot to take in, but... Uh, it, it really is important, I think, with packaging and, uh, and and guides and you know brochures and stuff like that to have that stuff created and have it look really high end. Uh, yes, you're investing up front, but you're also giving that that customer a really good experience. And when they touch that, when they touch the packaging, when they touch the booklet, there's just something to being able to touch it that makes it seem like a better quality versus just an ebook. Now, that doesn't mean you can't also give them the ebook as a download before they even get the product to get them excited about it. You could also do that if you wanted to. All right, guys, let's go ahead and uh, let's listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. G'day, mate. Brent here from Australia. Um, currently running a dropshipping store. I've been running for three months. Um, it's making a profit, so that's good. I'm pretty happy with that. I really want to venture into the Amazon FBA uh, platform. Um, I think that's where my passion lies. Um, at the moment, I'm researching a private label product. And as you know, this can take, the, obviously the researching can take, you know, maybe a month, maybe sooner, but the whole process is probably over this time period, three to four months. Um, can you tell me how I can get some products in Amazon quicker? I was thinking about going to AliExpress, maybe buying 100 or 200 products from China that I think might sell, um, shipping it to Amazon FBA just to get my feet wet, to learn the platform, to learn the system. So I have some experience prior to actually launching my FBA product when I do. Um, I'm happy to invest you know, 500 to 1,000 US dollars if that's what it takes. Um, obviously I'm not going to be too fussed if I don't make a huge profit. Um, as long as I break even, I'll be happy. This is just more about actually learning the platform, um, prior to actually launching an FBA product. So if you could give me some advice on that, um, that'd be appreciated because I really want to get my feet wet as soon as possible and send something to Amazon. Um, so, so I can learn and see how everything works. Um, let me know if that's a good idea. Thanks, Scott. Hey, Brent, thank you so much for the question. I love the accent. Love it. Uh, I had to play this this uh, question just because of your accent. Uh, no, seriously, I want to answer your question too, but uh, love the accent. Uh, I want to get to Australia eventually. That's on my bucket list. I think I've mentioned that before. Uh, my, my son has a friend that he played basketball with that was from Australia. He played in a summer league with him. And uh, yeah, he actually just brought me back a shirt from Australia with the Australian flag, which was pretty cool. Uh, and I have that. And I wear it. I actually, I wore it in a Facebook Live not that long ago. So uh, anyway, love the accent. And uh, eventually I want to get there and, uh, and visit. So that'll be fun. All right. So to answer your question, number one, you've kind of already got some experience in selling, right? Because you're drop shipping. Um, my question too would be, do you have any insight as far as the items that you've drop shipped that you could potentially private label or, or even wholesale? Like it, maybe there's already something there that you're just overlooking. That would be my first thing. Like, is there something in the drop shipping space that you're selling that could be an accessory to something? It doesn't have to be that item. Maybe it's something large that you're drop shipping, but you might have an accessory that could, that could basically bolt on or something like that. That would be one of the things that I would be looking into. The second thing 
is AliExpress, I think, is a great idea, like you said. If you have 500 or 1,000 bucks and you just kind of want to gamble a little bit and you want to throw a product or two out there and see what happens, I think that's a great idea. Um, that's something that I've even considered. I'm actually kind of busy right now with enough products being launched in this one brand that we're starting. Um, it seems like we're going to be going on that for a long time. There's just every week, um, there seems like another product or two that we can launch. So we're kind of like... We're trying to play catch up to which ones we want to launch first, so which is a good problem. But if I wasn't at that spot right now, I would definitely be thinking about the open brand concept in a sense to where like I'm working with Dom Sugar and we talked about that recently about the open brand where we're testing products in certain markets so we can get there quicker. And even if our profit margin isn't that great, as long as we know that if we validate that it will sell, then we can go ahead and we can buy more and we can get our cost down. Maybe we're air shipping. We can then go by sea. There was actually um, uh, a girl that I was uh, semi-coaching in a sense because uh, I had her on the podcast, which should be airing here soon. And uh, we were talking about how she's gotten to where she is, which I think she's doing like $1,600 a month right now. And she wants to switch gears a little bit because her profit margin isn't that good because she's tested that it works, but she's paying like, I think like six bucks for shipping on this thing. And I think she's paying like four or five, maybe even six bucks. So she's paying 12 bucks and I think she's only selling it for like, I don't know, like 20 you know, something like that. So it's not that great. I think she said, like, after all said and done, she might be making two or three dollars. But I, the first thing I said was, well, we can reduce that cost by doing sea shipping probably by a lot, like maybe even four dollars. Maybe we can get your shipping down to two dollars a unit or maybe a dollar a unit. Now we're getting five, four or five dollars back. Um, but we validated it, right? So in the beginning, I don't really look as far as like I have to hit the ten dollars profit or $8 profit, like as long as I know in the future we can reduce that cost, then I'm okay with that, but you have to do that homework first, but I think it's a great idea, I've said this before, for people that are just either nervous, and they don't want to get started right away with a huge order, they don't want to go deep, they want to go wide, I think that's a great strategy, Uh, I think because then if you do the right amount of research as far as like finding products that don't have a lot of reviews, they're still getting sales, I would say give that a test. Like that would be like an easy way to do it. Now you're going to learn how to list a product. You're going to learn about product pictures. You're going to learn about optimization. You're going to learn about sponsored product ads. You're going to learn about all that stuff through that process. And so many people, they don't see that uh, when they're launching a product that they're learning so much through that process. Just like the girl that I just interviewed and did like a little hot seat with, which I'm going to be sharing that, like I said, a little coaching call, uh, that one there, you know, again, like she learned so much through that process and now she's adapting and she's kind of figuring out the next product might be a little bit different than her first product, but she learned a ton through that process. So I say, I think it's a great idea. If I was, uh, talking to one of my buddies and they said, you know, what do you think I should do in the beginning? I only have 500 bucks to get started. I would say exactly that. That's exactly what I would say. Or I would say take that 500 bucks and do some retail arbitrage and go out there and make that 500 turn into $1,000 and then maybe even do it one more time and then get up to where you're, you've got a couple grand. Um, maybe that's what you do. So it's a lot of different things you can do, but I think you've already got a little bit of an advantage because you're drop shipping. So you're already kind of selling in the online space. So anyway, 
Thank you so much for the question. Thanks for supplying the awesome accent that you have. And uh, yeah, just want to say I wish you luck and keep me posted. Let me know what you do and let me know how it works out for you. All right, guys, let's listen to one more quick question. I'll give you my answer. We'll wrap this up. You guys can get on with your weekend and uh, yeah, we'll get out of here. All right, so let's go ahead and do that. Hi, Scott. My name is Allison. I am a private label seller out of Atlanta, and I have really enjoyed listening to your podcast. Thank you so much um, for putting the information out there. So I have started recently meeting with other private label sellers uh, in my area, and we're considering um, getting together sort of loosely based on the mastermind concept, but just to give each other support selling on Amazon, do's and don'ts, share do's and don'ts that we've learned. But I was wondering, it seems like you've obviously had a lot of experience meeting with other sellers on Amazon. If you have any suggestions for ground rules we should lay at the beginning of forming a group like this, things that you have found that worked well in working with other sellers, cautionary tales that you've experienced or heard of that we might want to all just have on our radar from the beginning uh, to avoid potential conflicts down the road. Thank you very much for your time, and thank you very much for putting the information out there that you do. Have a good day. Hey, Allison, thank you so much for the question, and it is really, really a great idea of what you're talking about, and I'm so glad that you're doing that in your local area. I think a lot of people could do this. Meetup.com, you can go there, and uh, you can create your own meetup. I know Dom Sugar was doing that a while back before he even got associated with me, and now, I mean, every time that he does a little meetup, it turns into a massive meetup, but uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea to be able to go there and support each other give a little bit of a check-in, but you're right. There does need to be some structure because what'll happen is you might get people that are brand new. You might get people that are seasoned and they're selling $25,000, $30,000 a month, and you might get someone that's even bigger than that that's doing $100,000 or $200,000 a month. How does everyone get value? That's the question, right? So you might want to have some rules to get into the actual group. Uh, that might be rule number one. And that doesn't mean they got to be like really, really like strict or hard, but it will it will make it so everyone is talking on the same level or similar level. So everyone can kind of learn and grow from each other. Now, you might want to have two different groups, maybe one for, for new sellers and then one for in- intermediate sellers. You could do that as well. Or you can just say, You can come if you're a new seller and we're an intermediate group, you can come and sit in, but honestly, we're not going to be talking anything or we're not going to really be answering any questions about, you know, maybe how to pick your next product or something like that, or how to set up your seller's account or something, uh, because you don't want to take away from the group. And, you know, I think the other thing is, is depending on how big you make the group, uh, you want to have structure as far as like how much time does everyone get to speak so if you have a group that's more than 10 people that's going to be hard because then someone could talk for 25 30 minutes each and then depending on the topic it can just go on forever so you do have to have some type of structure and someone's someone needs to really i guess man that or uh or kind of like you know stick to the plan and sometimes you know people can get upset because you're like okay time's up you know we got to move on 
but you have to be able to really have some type of structure. I think that's the big thing. Maybe you even do it where it's a theme for the week. Maybe you do a theme week where this week we're going to talk all about sponsored product ads and next week we're going to talk about inventory and then the next week we'll talk about something else or maybe the month. Maybe you're going to meet once a month. Uh, So I think that number one, size is going to uh, really determine how structured it can be and how much everyone gets out of it. You could also do it where you say it's it's limited to 12 people and uh, everyone, uh, maybe every other every other meetup, every, um, you know, maybe half the group, you, you kind of select that everyone gets, you know, 15 minutes in their hot seat and then they can ask the group a question or maybe one sticking point or maybe one win. There's a lot of different things that you could do, but I think keeping it simple is key, but I also think keeping it really tailored to very similar type of businesses, meaning not a newbie all the way to someone that's doing $100,000 a month. I think that it's going to be too drastic of a, of a difference. And, um, and I think then the, especially the people that are doing a hundred thousand, they'll, they'll stop coming because they're not going to get any value from, from that other than yes, maybe they like helping people, which I think would be awesome. But, uh, I don't necessarily think that's going to be the best thing for a group in, in, you know, in, in a whole. Um, so anyway, I hope that that helped you and keep me posted on how that works out. And again, anyone listening right now, you can do this. Like you can create your own little, your little meetups, like have 12 people or at the most 20, uh, you know, come to a certain location, maybe once a month and, and and you're able to meet people and network and, you know, who knows, you know, you might meet a partner there that you guys can partner on a brand eventually. Maybe instead of having just your brand, you have a partnership on another brand, or maybe you meet someone that doesn't really want to launch another brand, but they have some extra um, cash flow that they want to invest and you can work something out with them. Or maybe you just pick someone's brain about something that they just, you know, that they just found out and, uh, and then they can help you with that. So there's a lot of benefits to it. I'm a big fan of meetups and meeting people in person. I think is really key. That's why whenever I visit a new city, city, I generally do uh, a TAS unofficial meetup, and that's just for us to be able to meet people, but then it also brings people together, and then usually people walk away just meeting those people that could be potential uh, you know, resources for each other and helping each other and just meeting in person. Like There's no other you know, like experience out there in my eyes than meeting people in person and shaking hands and looking into the eyes and, and getting to know people one-on-one. So I'm a big fan of it. I say go out there and do it. Anyone that wants to do it, just, just do it and, and, you know, be the leader of that group if you want to. And, uh, again, like anything, just make it happen. All right. So, all right, guys, I think that's going to pretty much wrap up this episode. It went a little bit longer than I wanted to, just because I want to keep these usually within 30 minutes or less. And, uh, you guys know, I like to, uh, I like to talk a little bit, especially in the beginning and really kind of trying to drill down into those life lessons and just how to get people unstuck, which I think is really, really important. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Again, if you guys want any more resources on sponsored product ads, if you're at that level, definitely check out that resource that we've created, which is going to be updated on a regular basis. That's the amazingseller.com forward slash PPC. And uh, this episode is 341, so you can always head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 340, get the transcripts, get all the show notes and the links and all that good stuff. All right, guys, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you, and I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take 
action. Have an awesome, amazing week, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.